Bienvenidos, that's Spanish for welcome to the SLAR SLAR report. This is Victor bringing you all the action of the Superliga Americana de Rugby going on down in South America between Chile and Uruguay. Uh, first of all, for all of those of you that heard episode one, thank you very much, everyone, for the support. I did notice that we had uh, quite a number of downloads for that episode. Hopefully, you end up learning quite a lot, uh, not only about the league, but also a lot about my speech uh, speech crutches, as I would like to call them. So hopefully, this episode will be a lot less of that. Uh, of course, trying to get better every day. People think podcasting is, is quite easy, but but it is an art, and personally for me, I'm learning every day. But with that said, hopefully this will be a better listen. Again, that's this is just me. And thank you very much, of course, for the time that you have provided to listen to this. Okay, so I think with all that said and all the uh, the excuses, I guess we want to put them there, let's get started. So uh, we're going to be only running on, uh, on round three of, of Solar. The problem is that since the league plays during the weekday and then during the, the weekends, Sometimes you get uh, odd choices of, of dates. So, for example, last time we recorded, we had a match on, on Tuesday and then one on on a Sunday. Then this following week for round uh, three and four, round three happening on a Thursday, and then it, and then again on a Tuesday, so which will be the following day for you're listening to this. So in this case, next episode, you're going to hear round four and round five. Uh, from there on, actually, the league is going to uh, move, if I'm not mistaken, to Montevideo specifically. Uh, yes, actually, yes. So after uh, round five, uh, it's, it's going to move to Montevideo, and we'll be talking about all the action down in the white. But in any case, we're only going to be focusing on this round and also the any news that have come out since. Uh, so first match, we have um, Peñarol from uh, Uruguay uh, playing against Cafeteros Pro from Colombia. Now, this was a great match, a match actually that ended at a 45-3 victory over Peñarol. Now, it was great if you were a Peñarol fan, not so much a Cafeteros fan, unfortunately, where they were only able to manage a penalty kick in minute five by Nicolas Roger, the Argentinian fly half. But if you were a Peñarol fan, I'm sure you were happy with those seven tries to zero uh, that were were scored uh, uh, in the match. Now, as I said before, uh, uh, minute five is when Nic- uh, Nicolas Royer from Bañaro, uh, excuse me, from Cafeteros first scored it. Uh, so those were the first um, the, the first points. Uh, after that. Um, uh, <laughs> Well, it was all downhill from there. What can I say? So Peñarol scored the first try uh, through a mistake. Um, Cafeteros restarted the match. Um, the ball bounced uh, almost outside of the 22. Um, Diver Ceballos, which is one of the flankers for uh, Cafeteros, could not catch the ball. The, in fact, the ball bounced over him, and then it was caught by Tomás Inciarte from Peñarol to score the first tries. And after that, it was all Peñarol's game, in all honesty. It was, it, it was quite something. Then after that, four minutes later, uh, Manuel Ardao, uh, the flanker for Peñarol, scored it after that. Then on minute 21, uh, uh, Peñarol won a scrum against the head. After that, um, Tomás Benítez uh, scored another try, so it was already 21-3 to uh, by the early second uh, second quarter of the match, really. Uh, and after that, of course, it was just more tries. I, I, don't, even, I don't know if I want to go all, all, over them, because I just feel bad for Peñarol. Excuse me, for Cafeteros, I'm confusing them now, the two of them. Um, because if you remember the, the previous... Um, 
the, the previous episode, we were talking about how Peñarol was losing, but at least scoring tries. The tries to score uh, on their, in their first match uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, against um, uh, Signum, and then the ones that scored against Hawares, where, where they literally uh, scored uh, four tries to Hawares and ended up losing 71 to 28, but that's actually not a bad score when you score four tries. When this one, they didn't even do that. In fact, you're going to notice a theme uh, in, in this particular round where teams are finally dominating uh, the way people expected it from round one. It only took two rounds for us to see it. So now you're definitely going to notice. Uh, I assume due to the, the the nature of this league, the fact that you have very short breaks between your first game and your last game, and a lot of these players are not used to that type of uh, constant rhythm of professional rugby, it's definitely going to be showing its courts now. So in any case, moving from Peñarol Cafeteros, we then have Olympia Lions uh, against uh, Cobras that actually won on emphatic fashion, beating uh, Cobras from Brazil uh, 44 to 8. Keep in mind, Olympia is a team from Paraguay. And this was a match that was actually quite surprising. Uh, well, first of all, from Olympia Lions' perspective, it was great because this was their first a, a win in the league for one, so they definitely made history that day. And two, the fact that they beat the team from uh, from Brazil, uh, Cobras, in such a way, 44 to 8. In fact, I was expecting that match to be a lot closer uh, in comparison, for example, when uh, uh, Cobras uh, uh, played round two against Peñarol when they, they lost uh, 33 to uh, 33 to 24. I was expecting that from the match uh, against uh, Lions, but I guess that was indeed not the case. Um, so in, in this one, of course, the, this was the first performance to date, obviously, for Olympia Lions. Um, so they power over for three tries, uh, three early tries, to be more precise. Um, so the tries came uh, from three of the Argentinian guys, um, Martin Bogado, uh, the fullback, Ignacio Gandini, their number eight, and Lucas Santa Cruz, their flanker. Um, their, their, the Paraguayan fly, fly half, so Sebastián Urbieta, uh, converted twice. It was already 19-0 by that that point then of course later on in minute 40 pretty much at the end of the half um Cobras they finally scored it, it, it through their it, through their um their eighth um Andrea Aruda I know I'm pronouncing that wrong I know it has a different Portuguese pronunciation but I, I can't get it correctly but in any case so he scored it and then of course after that they ended up getting a penalty kick in minute 26 okay so it was 20, 20 penalty first and then the try later so that's how the the eight points uh, ended up there. Um, okay, so after that, in the second half, uh, the, the, the score uh, the power that is score four tries to zero. So you got uh, let's see, MC in regards to the, the tries here. So we got Leopoldo Herrera on the fifty three. You got uh, Renato Cardona, the the power really the Paraguayan captain of the national team. He scored it twice, minute 60 and minute 70. Uh, but in, then in minute 76, excuse me. And then in minute 73, you have uh, Ignacio Inchauspe, the, uh, the scorm half, the score for the team. And it was, of course, it was all cruising for, for their own, for, for Olympia, uh, really. So not a bad match, uh, again, on, on their part, but definitely a bad match if you are a Cobras fan. Once again, I was expecting a lot more from the Brazilian team. Keep in mind that this is 
uh, the Brazilian version of Jaguares when they were in Super Rugby, where it was pretty much the Argentinian national team playing in the league. This is the same thing for this Brazilian team. And the fact that they ended up losing to the Paraguayan team that is populated by more Argentinians than Paraguayans is quite a lot. Again, I was expecting a lot more from them. But again, I'm pretty sure it's the nature of this particular league as, as is. Then moving from that, we have the, the last match of that round, round three, uh, which, by the way, that was played on uh, that was on Thursday, March 25th, to be more precise, so March, uh, again, Thursday, March 25th. So the second match, we have Hawadis Fig Team against Seknam. Um, this was a, a, another barnstorm where Hawadis beat Seknam 65 to 8. And you heard me right, 65 to 8. Again, um, Hawadis definitely got a, a verbal <laughs> a, a verbal latching, I'm sure, from the coaches uh, due to the fact that they let 28 points been scored uh, to them by Cafeteros Pro. Where Segnam is a way, a way more um, experienced team, so it definitely showed. And, and by the way, because I didn't count them uh, in the last match with, with Olympia and, and Cobras, Olympia uh, scored one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tries. In this case, uh, against sixty-five for for Hawares, it scored one, two, three, four, five, six, um, seven. If I not to try, it would be eight, nine. So nine. Uh, tries score here specifically. Okay, so with that said, by the way, I do know that one of my courses specifically uh, trying to say that less. I only said it twice as far as I uh, as far as I'm counting. Definitely pay attention to distance. Okay, so how what is thing obviously was uh, in control throughout. Um, play with great speed, um, great uh, great defense and offense, uh, offense and defense specifically. Um, Martin Baca was the first um, a try scorer at a try, uh, excuse me, at minute five in this case. Um, then we have, uh, let's see, the score from Segnam, which was scored by, uh, let me see, I know his last name is Felix Zola, but what is his first name? Just a moment, everyone. Just looking for this right here. And Maximiliano, there we go, their, their fullback. Maximiliano Felizola. So he scored on minute 53. Then we had a penalty kick at minute 23, so which were the, the points for pretty much half hour until Felizola actually scored that try. And then from their own, by the way, from those um, nine uh, tries, including the penalty try, which was scored at minute 40, uh, we had two tries by Sebastian Cancelliere, which we just found out is going to be moving to Glasgow Warriors in the Scottish League. Uh, then we have two by someone last name Gonzalez, and this will be Juan Martin Gonzalez, I would assume. Uh, and yeah, yeah so okay, so a person tries for both Cancelliere and Gonzalez, and then everyone else, of course, got one. Uh, let's see in regards to this. So, so, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Honestly, there's a lot. There's very little to work with. Uh, just besides saying Hawad is dominated, uh, Signan did not. Again, that simple, really. But in any case, with that said, and just to briefly go over round four matches, which are coming up actually, uh, just tomorrow uh, after you listen to this, um, we have um, a Cobras uh, from Brazil. Oh, and by the way, because I did not mention it, Hawaii's, of course, victims from Argentina, Segling is from Chile, because I should have mentioned those teams, the, the, the countries alongside. But in any case, uh, Cobras plays Cafeteros uh, the following day. 
uh, from what you're listening to this, that should be a, a probably probably a more competitive match for Cafeteros. I do hope. Then we got Olympia against Hawares, which I'm sure that will be a lashing. I'll be surprised. I hope it's competitive, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be a lashing. And finally, a match that I'm expecting to be close, which will be Peñarol Segnam. Uh, so if the the match for round uh, from round one, which was uh, the um, I'm sorry round two, which was the Peñarol Cobras was competitive. I'm expecting a lot more from Segnam and Peñarol uh, from round four. Uh, then, because by the time we record it, uh, we're going to be talking about it as well, round five, and that will be on April fourth. That will be on a Sunday. Let me just check my calendar just to be sure. Uh, yes, it will be a Sunday. I was right. So, yes. So, for round five, we'll have Olympia against Cafeteros. I, I'm assuming that Olympia will do the same thing they did to Cobras. Then we got Segnam eh, Cobras. Hopefully, that will be competitive when Cobras was playing against Peñarol. And then finally, we have Aguares Peñarol, which is, I assume is going to be probably the the final match eh, of the of the season. Probably the two teams are going to fight it out for the, to, for the championship. And again, that's coming, and that's why it's coming up in the next uh, couple of matches. But in any case, with that said, everyone, let me just briefly run over the news uh, around uh, Slar. This will be, by the way, a short episode for the fact that we're only talking about one round, so not, nothing like the one last. And of course, that one last week uh, was, of course, um, an introduction to each of the teams alongside what happened. So, but again, this will be, I'm sure, a lot shorter. Okay, so first news. So I believe I mentioned, and I know I did, um, the fact that the round one match against Cobras and Jaguares, uh, unfortunately due to COVID, uh, got delayed. Well, there was an outcome to this, and the outcome is the fact that due to the fact that Cobras got laid to the venue, and also because they're the ones that, that, that decided to call off the match, uh, what happened was due to the to, to times constraints. Again, a league where you play on on a, in the same week twice a week, it was decided just to give that win directly to Hawares, uh, awarded twenty two zero, and just give it to them. Um, in all honesty, I'm not really mad about that particular outcome because, in all honesty, I do not think Cobras was going to win that match at all. So thinking about it that way was actually not that bad again of a deal and and, again, and, and yeah so really i mean it's, it's, it is what it is now they cobras will play against hawares uh, actually on round six uh, which will be the first round uh, in uruguay so we'll see exactly what, what would happen uh, on round one but again Pretty sure what we would have got in round one it would have been the same thing that we got in, in, in round six. So again, not really bad, uh, not really that surprised about that outcome. And in all honesty, I think probably would have been for the best. So it, it's what it is. Well, in any case, uh, in, actually speaking about round four and five and round four or five, the upcoming rounds, it's actually going to be a change in venues. So originally, the matches were going to be played in Valparaíso in Estadio Elias Figueroa in Valparaíso, which is, I believe the second largest city in Chile. Well, this, this is not going to be the case. Actually, the teams are still going to stay in Santiago, in the capital of Chile. But in this instance, they're actually going to be playing in Estadio Nacional Julio Martínez Pradanos, which is in the in the Nunoa commune uh, by, in, the, in the capital, of course. Um, again, let me actually see, because I, I don't remember seeing actually the reasoning as to why that was... 
uh, but I'm pretty sure it's probably, oh yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah, COVID related. So it was just better just to have the, the team stay in Santiago as opposed to moving over to Valparaiso. So again, not bad. They're still going to stay in Chile and then from there go straight to Montevideo. Okay, so with that said, um, let's talk about sanctioning and, and injuries because as you can imagine, they're having a couple. So in regards to sanctioning, so you mentioned, you probably may remember that I was talking about Diver Ceballos uh, from Cafeteros Pro again, the guy that missed that that um that restart kick that got uh, Peñarol with the first uh, try uh, again at the beginning. Well, uh, he unfortunately will be sanctioned actually, and he's going to be sanctioned for and he's going to be uh, absent uh, for this will be for round five. Uh, let me double check. Yeah, because this was a sanctioning that he got for a, I, I assume a punch of some kind, uh, that again in that match against Peñarol. Um, so let me double, let me actually double check on on that, and that match with uh, with the Peñarol, of course, that was the, the last one that just happened. Uh, let's see if it says here where where was it. Oh, by the way, just to clarify, the first two rounds were made in Santiago, and then the third round was in Valparaíso. So I actually take that back. So that means they're gonna go from Valparaíso back to Santiago for rounds four and five. So instead of instead of staying rounds three, four, and five, they only stay there for one round. So I take back what I said. But in any case, going back to um uh, to Ceballos. So yeah, so apparently he punched a player uh, in the I guess in the sh- in the next shoulder area. Yeah, around minute 39. Again, it doesn't really say the, the player here, but in any case, he, he was sanctioned for that. He definitely would have gotten a red card for it, but he's going to be sanctioned for, for a week. So he's definitely not going to be playing in round four. So again, so that's that. Now, uh, finally, uh, we have unfortunately Peñarol lost one of their players, uh, Juan Juan Garese, uh, one of their, their their locks, and he lost them. He lost them to a, to, to an injury, and he'll be out for four weeks um, with a dislocated clavicle. Unfortunately, so he might be fit, might be fit for round nine match against Segnam on April 25th, but that's a big maybe. So we'll see what happens. And of course, we wish uh, Juan Juan, which is a really funny name, Juan twice, Juan Juan Garese, uh, all the best. Uh, and of course, for him to get well soon. Okay, guys, so with that said, we actually have come to an end, which was quite short, about 20 minutes of this. So an end to, again, episode two of the Slot Report. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, as I said before, uh, my name is Victor. If I didn't make it clear the first time, definitely uh, follow EOD, Ear for the Dirt, in all social media platforms. And as you probably know, we are we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all of them at Ear for the Dirt. Um, I guess if you want to do so as well, definitely do subscribe to our YouTube channel where things are recorded uh, over on Facebook and then put there for your viewing pleasure. If you don't want to deal, obviously, with a listening uh, a type of show such as this one. But again, it's just me. It's kind of boring. So I don't even bother to turn on the camera. So the audio will be just enough. But and also before I forget, because I didn't mention it last time and I was kicking myself for not doing so. Let's go over rounds four and five real quick. Uh, so round four, we have uh, again Cobras uh, against Cafeteros. We got Olympia against Jaguares and Peñarol against Segnam. Then on round five, we got Olympia against Cafeteros, Segnam against Cobras and Jaguares against Peñarol. And again, those matches are going to be played in Estado Nacional in Santiago. Again, moving back to the capital. <laughs>
So I might as well mention that twice. Okay, so thanks again, guys, for listening. As I said before, my name is Victor, and thank you for listening to Slar Report, Episode 2. And, of course, we'll, uh, you'll catch me again next week going over rounds 4 and 5. Again, you say, you say cool. By the way, a, a real quick a shout-out to a Rugby Sudamericano on YouTube. Uh, whoever that is, you, you're doing an amazing job uh, uh, uploading the full matches of Slar over to, to YouTube. Again, I don't condone really the whole illegal thing to a certain extent because, you know, that's all ESPN and the like. But for the fact that they're making it hard for us outside of the region to watch the matches, you know what? I'll take this. So thank you very much. It's definitely been a, a great not to be not to have to connect to a VPN to get the matches and instead just going over to you to watch the matches real quick. And that's it. So thank you very much again to whoever runs the Rugby Sudamericano YouTube page. And definitely check it out in case you want to watch the full matches in all their Spanish language glory. It's those of you that have listened to um, a broadcasting in Spanish for off um, football or soccer, it's pretty much the same for, for rugby to a certain extent. You got that Argentinian accent flair uh, whenever possible. And again, guys, thanks again. We'll see you. Well, you'll see me, or so you'll hear me at least next time. Thanks again. Bye.